0: blessed assurance, Jesus. Sing. Eternal, Father we come to say thank you. Thank you for your bountiful blessings. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your deliverance in your favor, Father God. Thank you, Father, for keeping us from seen and unseen danger. Thank you for a hedge of protection around our minds and our bodies. Thank you for covering our families, Father God. Thank you for covering our loved ones, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm asking that you you use me, Father God, to deport and import your, your your message unto your people. Father, and I'm asking that you remove every restriction, every hindrance from the minds of and the bodies of the people that your word is going forth to, Father, in Christ Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Good evening, my Mariah family and Facebook friends. Thank God for my wife who Gave that beautiful song. And sometimes we all have to have a, a song in our heart. I believe the in Psalms it says, Always keep a song in your heart. Because you might not know when you need that song, that song that you have to sing that might deliver you and might minister to you in your midnight season. You never know when the Lord places a song on your heart that has to deliver you And has to get you through that midnight season. The word says keep a song on your heart. So you can sing praises to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Well. This past Sunday. in Sunday school. I I got another nugget. That I've been holding on all week. That I heard in in, in Sunday school's teaching. And, and, And we have to be reminded that. And I'm going to keep on saying it. We have to be students of the word. Because the word that we might hear might change the trajectory of our life. The word we might hear. wherever We we ask God for a word. And we all say, Lord, give me a word. Lord, I need a word for my season. Lord, I need a, a word for my situation. I need a word for my circumstance. But are we really listening for the word? Are we really listening? Because we have been availed opportunities to us, we can hear the word of God. But actually, are we listening? Not so much with our ears, but our but our spiritual ears and our hearts. We can't go to uh, and listen to a service or a teaching and have our minds clouded with all other kind of distractions. We have to put all that stuff on the side. Because if we trying to hear a word of God, we got to put everything else on the side and have our minds. Our hearts and our ears ready to receive the word of God. Now the word is, I tell you, people of God, I've been I've been holding on to it all week. You truly bless me, and I pray that it blesses you. It was said in the Sunday school lesson. They will know you <laughs> by what you say. And remember you by what you do. And I, I want you I want you to really think about that. I really want you to think about it. And when you're thinking about that, I want you to think about Jesus. When you're thinking about that, I want you to think about Jesus. They will know you by what you say. And remember you by what you do. Doesn't that make you or want to be a little bit more careful on the things that you say? Because people could, uh, how can I say, I don't want to say criticize you, but they will judge you on by the words that come through your mouth. That's when they say, be careful to speak. Be careful to speak. Even though I might be placed in an unfavorable situation, people are watching, I have to be careful what comes out of my mouth. Because people will know me by the things that I say. Know me means Am I a child of God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or i am a child of this world? <laughs> I've been in a lot of situations to where as everybody's talking about this particular situation. And everybody's ranting and raving and angry and upset. And they're looking for what you're going to see. They want to look for what you want to see because what you say is going to validate what they're going through right now. See, they're looking for you to be on a bandwagon. See, but the thing about it is, by you being set apart and sanctified, you cannot be on a bandwagon. You cannot say what the world says. You cannot do what the world does. So when they're looking at you to say on a bandwagon, look, especially on oh law, especially in politics, especially in politics, we got so much so much of political things going on, people saying this, people talking about the president, people talking about, don't be involved in that. Because we serve a God who's sovereign over everything. We serve a God who's sovereign over everything. Yeah, we have to do our part as citizens. Yes, we have to vote. Yeah, we have to be intelligent in our vote. Yes, we have to do those things. But us getting into a, a heated conversation about the things that's going on, when I get in a heated conversation with somebody else, That's saying I don't have no faith in the Father. Because why would I get into a conversation and I know my sovereign Father is going to take care of the situation? What it's going to solve for you to get involved in a conversation that solves nothing? What is that going to solve? All it's going to do is anger you, and what the word says about anger. Anger is not the righteousness of God. So here it says. They will know you. By what you say. Let's go to. Uh, I believe it's Romans 3. Romans 3. Verse. 13 and 14. Romans 3, 13 and 14. It says, and I want you to hear this, their throats is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of ass is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. I know I've been around people like this. See, see the The word of God doesn't tell you to judge. But the word of God gives you knowledge and understanding what you faced against. The word of God tells you who you are around. Don't mean to judge, but understand what you are around and how you are supposed to conduct yourself. And if I'm around what I have just spoken in the word of God in Romans 3, 13 and 14... I have to keep my mouth quiet and not be involved in what they're going, what they're saying, the things that they're saying. Because look, in 14 he says, whose mouth is full of bitterness and cursing. It makes no sense for me to be involved with bitter people. Because the thing about it is, I want you to understand it, Spirits... Are transferable spirits are transferable if I place myself in that situation with those group of people that spirit can jump on me and I'm wondering why because I'm an open vessel I'm wondering why I leave that situation and I feel drained I feel I feel angry and I feel upset and nobody even did me anything because what they had they just jumped on me see we have to be mindful where we put ourselves because we if we going in a situation and we're a clear glass of water, I want you to hear me, and we're a clear glass of water, when we go into a dirty situation, we're going to see every particle in that water. If we're a clear glass of water, we have sanctified ourselves, we have purified ourselves, we have consecrated ourselves, we place ourselves in a filthy situation, we're going to see Every particle that's been placed in us, and we're going to wonder where this dirt came from, where all these particles came from, is by the situation and the placement where you put yourself. I always said, I always said that uh, uh, any of you uh, pet lovers or uh, uh, have dogs or uh, uh, dog lovers, when a dog has fleas, a dog has fleas, first thing you say, Well, I need to go get my dog dipped. So you get your dog dipped in a, and it seems like everything is remedied. The dog has no, no fleas anymore. But we go and place the, the dog that has been defleed, and we place him in the same environment where the fleas are and expect him not to get fleas. The same thing is with us. We sanctify ourselves. We remove ourselves. We go to a place, but we put ourselves back in the same situation so we can get the same spirits that we had before. Some of this, some of this, people of God, is, I, 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 I'm going to say it like this. Some of this is spiritual common sense. Some of this is spiritual common sense. And the Lord has given us common sense. He say, I've been giving you a, a, a spiritual gifts. The Lord gives us discernment. That's the first thing a Christian ought to have is discernment. We ought to be able to discern, not judge, not judge, but able to see and analyze what kind of situation am I about to go in. What kind of people am I, going, am I involving myself with? See, the, the thing about it is, when I was out in the world, and I went in a neighborhood that wasn't necessarily my neighborhood and I didn't know anybody, I had to have my eyes and my ears open. I had to be careful I didn't say the wrong thing or move the wrong way, so somebody else could know that I wasn't from that neighborhood. See, the thing is, same thing is sometimes we we that street credibility. We got to change that street mentality over into the spiritual realm. We got to understand when we walk in an area that 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 it, it don't feel right. It don't feel right. It just don't feel right. I, I, I feel like people watching, me. I feel like all eyes on me. I feel like somebody's saying something. I feel that the, the spirit is heaven is up in this place. And it just don't feel like the spirit of God is up in here. See, we got to transform. There's the word. We got to transform that, 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 that street mentality over into the spiritual realm we got to transfer it. we got to transfer it. we got to understand that it is only moving from one area. It's by no mistake that the Lord had you to grow up like you grew up. It's by no mistake. It's by no mistake that things happen to you in your life that happened to you for this appropriate time. It's by no mistake. It either was to make you stronger or build character in you and build you up. Yes, yeah, some situations might have broke you. But thank God that the law was able to build you up, or you found somebody in Christ that was able to build you up where you were supposed to be. So, here, by what you say, people will know you. By what you say, people will know you. Some of us used to, in our younger days, used to have. Before our saved days, I'm going to put it like this. Some of us used to have aliases. Alias mean the name that you went by and the actions that you you did that gave you the name. So the thing about it is, some of us are still living by our alias. So we still have the same mentality of our alias. So we haven't been delivered from the alias yet, so we have to, we have to be mature. We have to be matured in our calling because, see, the thing about it is the, the alias that you used to have gave you identity. Even though it was a false identity, it gave you an identity. So therefore, you was being a certain way because that's what people called you. So if somebody called you that, I was supposed to act in that same way. But now, you're a blood-washed believer. You're trying to take that alias over into your spiritual walk. Well how can I say it? it's just not going to happen? It's just not going to happen. Because then you'll be a double minded person. See the thing the Lord says I'll make all things new. Put down every weight that besets you. The Lord deliver you from that alias and that past. So it's not meant for you to bring your past into your future. So I can't have the man's same mentality and I can't talk the way I used to talk because I'm not who I used to be. We, 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 have, to, we have to understand that. See, sometimes we have to be talked through a situation. You know, you know some, some people have to be talked through a situation. When they're going through a, a transformation or, or something, or, or, or it's, it's, it's catastrophic because sometimes the Lord moves you and you don't want to be moved. So, therefore, that that makes things uh, uh, catastrophic in your life. Even though the Lord is doing things for your benefit, in your mindset, oh, man, all my world is crumbling down. Everything is tumbling down in my life. I don't know what's going on. That's when the, the Lord gives you somebody to talk you through the situation that you're going through and give you revelation on what you're going through. So, here it says, they will know you, by what you say, know you by what you say. That I don't, I don't know about you, people of God, but that that, that means a lot to me. I want people to know me for the right things. I want people to to, uh, to know me as the man of God. That's, that's a man of God right there. I want people to know me as being a child of God. I want I want people to know me as a blood-washed believer in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's how I want people to know me. I want people to know me when I walk in a certain situation, they're cussing and, and hollering and screaming. And all of a sudden, they come to me and, and try to ask me and try to, try to say, did they do wrong? Look, peace be still. Peace be still. Blessed be the peacemaker. Blessed be the peacemaker. We got to reevaluate ourselves. We go to a chaotic situation. If we go into a situation where somebody's arguing and fussing, and as soon as we walk up in them, if they don't look at you and try to bring you in the seat, they're bringing you into conversation because they want you to solve the conversation. They want you to solve the problem. See, Jesus had us to be problem solvers. Jesus had us to be problem solvers. So how can we be problem solvers if we still functioning? How we used to function before we got saved? The other thing, people remember you by what you do. People remember you by what you do. Hmm. Let's look at Jesus. Jesus healed the sick. Jesus raised the dead. Jesus freed those from captivity. Look all the thing that Jesus did. Jesus gave his life on the cross for the atonement of our sins. And we remember him for what he did. And we remember him and we knew him by the things that he said. We still reading in the word of God the things that he said. They say you will know him by the things that he says. And we're still reading the word of God. But the thing about it is We'll never know him if we never knew what he said. And the only way we could know what he said if we read the word of God. So we have to be mindful, people of God. We have to take this to heart. And this is a universal statement. What I, what I, what I love about universal statements is that it, it goes across the board. It covers everything. God, God, God is a universal God. When He when He says a word, the word is used universal. You can apply it to everything in your life. You can apply it to work. You can apply it to a marriage. You can apply it to a, a, your faith base. You can apply. You can apply it to anything. This word, they will know you by what you say and remember you by what you do. how do the people know you? And they ask you that question. How do they know you? What are they saying about you? Jesus asked a question. and said, who do they say that I am? Who do they say that I am? They didn't say I was a brawler. They didn't say Jesus was a brawler. They didn't say Jesus was a fighter. We have to ask that question. Yeah, you're going to have some haters in life. You're going to have some people that say things out of jealousy. But you're going to know those. You're 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 going to know those people. But for the most part, what are they saying about you? What is coming out your mouth? Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Are you giving life or are you giving death? What are you doing? There's no need for you to add on to the problem. If you can't be a solution to the problem, I admonish you to step away. If you can't be a solution to the problem, I admonish you to step away. Because any problem that happens needs a solution. And who you get the solution from? The Holy Spirit. If I can't put a word of God or a principle of God in that situation... And bring peace to that situation, I need to step back. I need to evaluate myself and say, Lord, why, why didn't I have the words to bring peace to this situation? That's when you have to evaluate yourself. Have I, spent, have I been spending enough time with you to be able to be that peacemaker that you want me to be? Because you said peacemakers are inherit the kingdom. And, Lord, I want to inherit the kingdom. So I need your word in me. To be able to water, put out social fires, and put out situations with the word of God. I want to be that person. And then they'll remember you by what you do. They will remember you by what you do. Sometimes people are looking on how you will react to a situation. People are looking to see how you react to a situation. First thing you say, <laughs> Lord, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for people to look at me and, 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 and judge and judge me and put me in a situation. That's how they're going to act. But the Lord placed you in that situation. He chose you. He chose you. So how are we going to respond? How? What are we going to see? How are we going to behave? Because the world is looking at us. The world is looking at us to see how we're going to react. Even in this present time, the world is saying, where's the church? Where the church and all this chaos, where the, where the church is and everything that's going on, we are not going to behave in anger. Because the one thing the body of Christ has is integrity. And once the body of a Christ loses integrity, we have become part of the world. Once the body of Christ has loses integrity, That means our statues that we live by in the word of God, once we lose that, we have become part of the world. And that's not what Jesus wanted. Jesus wanted us to be separate from the world. We have to function in this world? Yes, we do. But the things about it is we have the answer to the higher calling. And the higher calling is being more like our Father, being more like Jesus. That's our higher calling. Not not the office that that, that we walk in. Not not in in particular, not being a pastor or or prophet or, or anything like that. Our higher calling is being more like Jesus. More like Jesus. So we have to take time and analyze ourselves. There's nothing wrong with adonizing yourself. There's nothing wrong with. Sometimes we have to sit down and and, and look at ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves, do we like what we see? It might be something hard that, that we have to do, but the thing about it is how we evaluate ourselves. We have to check ourselves. We have to govern ourselves accordingly. And how we govern ourselves? We govern ourselves with the word of God. If the word of God cuts us in a particular situation, put a band-aid on it and adjust. There's no condemnation in the kingdom of God, only correction. So there's nothing wrong with adjustment because we all have to get it right. We all have to get into alignment. And sometimes through life we we, we straight and sometimes in life we we get out of alignment. But the thing about it is to know when we're out of alignment. See, the problem comes when you don't realize that you're out of alignment. But when you realize that you're out of alignment with the Word of God and the destiny that the Father has for your life, and you get back on track, track, repent and keep moving forward. See, the devil wants to condemn you. Don't let the enemy condemn you. I rebuke the condemnation of the enemy. See, the the enemy is the accuser. The accuser. Now, now what accuser means, he accuses you of falling short. He accuses you of falling short. When you slip up and fall short, he accuses you, and then he condemns you. See, that's, that's what keeps us. That's what get some people who are not spiritually strong to stray away from Christ. I'm going to say that. Because the enemy places condemnation so heavy on your mind that you feel so unworthy that you can't be in the presence of Jesus. But I tell you the truth, people of God, the more you slip up, the closer you get to Jesus. The more you slip up, the closer you get to Jesus. The more you slip up, fall down your, on your knees and repent. See, the, the enemy's plan is to accuse you until you stray away. That's how backsliding happens. That's how backsliding happens. You was with Christ. You were walking in alignment with Christ. All of a sudden, su- all, of a sudden all of a sudden, all of a sudden something happens to where you stray away From Christ, because something that you did didn't align with the Word of God, and the enemy attacks your mind and accuses you. But I tell you this don't let the enemy accuse you. I bind the accuser in the name of Jesus. Every accusation of the enemy, I bind it up in the name of Jesus. Don't matter what you did, it don't matter what you've done. You repent. And you get closer to Jesus Christ. Repent. Repent. See, see. the thing about it is, we have to understand the word repent. Repent means not saying, I'm sorry, Lord, and go back and do the same thing. Repent means that, forgive me, Lord, I'm going to change my behavior. I'm going to change my behavior from what I used to do. I'm going to change my behavior. So let us be mindful. People will know us by what we say and remember us by what we do. Let us pray. Gracious and eternal, Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Father God, for the word that you imparted on me to give to your people. Father God, let this word transform minds and transform hearts, Father God. Father God, let this word that you've given me to give to the people, Father God, break strongholds in the name of Jesus. Father God, I break every accusation of the enemy. If the enemy has accused anybody that's watching now, right now, in the name of Jesus, Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus of accusing the people of God. There's no condemnation in the kingdom of God. There are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. Amen.